Lady from Day is an original novel adapted for radio. Lady from Day is written and produced by April Smith. Book One, In the Halls of the King. Chapter One, In the Beginning. My name is Leah. It's not that special of a name, but my men know it well. By men, I mean I lead a band of men, though from time to time a couple of rebellious women, who think sewing and being housewife a bit ridiculous, join up. I think it might be unusual for a woman to lead such a group, but I'd always grown up hearing fabulous tales of adventurers and men who defeated monsters and came back to their kingdoms with finished quests for my father. They gained land, fortune, status, and most importantly, the love of the country. When I was young, my childhood friend Siegfried and I explored our world together, dreaming of such a similar life. And through all our wandering, we slowly developed the group that we are now. My parents must have somehow known that I wasn't going to be a village dweller, for my name means independence. This recollection of my latest adventure is quite possibly the longest and most challenging yet. My party heard a peculiar tale about a young princess. Who ate so much that there was nothing left for the rest of the kingdom to eat? What is even stranger is that she never gained any weight, not even an ounce. She grew normally, of course; she wasn't stick thin, but she retained the same figure. We, my party and I, heard about this and decided to see if this tale was real or just rumor. For those of you not entitled to knowledge of my world, I will explain so you are familiar with it. It will help as I continue this account. The lands of Orinda were split up into several kingdoms and states, depending on the ruling system. Siegfried and I were from Alessonia, which in the early ages was the land of kings when Orinda was united. Our king Cadfel rules Alessonia now, and his family had for generations come from Alessonia. To the south lies Fenarion, which borders the sea. Fenarion's capital, Medonia, is where the kings lived. Cragash is where the Gulags live. A Gulag is a gruesome creature that is bulbous, strong, and very irritable. It is a very desolate land. Kyrie, to the north, is now one of the most advanced locations in Orinda. They gave up their kingdom to be a state, which is ruled by the people that dwell within. I am not sure of the details, as I have never encompassed that as yet. Now we are in Faerus. The central kingdom in Orinda. They were the first to break off to become separate from the whole of Orinda. Its people were proud and wished to be independent. We were nearing the Faerus Castle Bridge, dubbed the Humble Bridge by its inhabitants, which is the most magical thing in the Faerus Kingdom. The massive stone structure supports travelers over a great chasm. Once you arrive at the middle of the bridge, you mustn't think about yourself or what you are trying to achieve. Or the bridge will disappear altogether, and everyone on it will fall thousands of feet to their deaths on the rocky spires below. Truth be told, it has kept out a lot of riffraff, and I've heard it helped the people of Faerus in their early days of independence, as other Orindin people disputed their decisions. Years later, after the kingdoms were all dissident, those remaining in Faerus were outraged at the lack of technical advance compared to Kairi. And broke off after a civil war to become Kalos. Watch your step. We're nearing the bridge. Yes, yes, yes lady. lady. 
The bridge was a great deterrent to armies and enemies of the kingdom, even for would-be assassins. Though some had managed to get through, if they ever came with additional men, the bridge was almost certain to let them meet at the bottom of the chasm. Assassins, unlike armies, worked best individually, and they were well trained in their level of thinking against magical things of this kind in an interrogation. Most had the knowledge of the bridge that their employers had given them. It had been so long since Phaerizians rebelled that most had forgotten about the reason why the bridge was made. Nowadays, people are more inclined to kill off the princess to save the country than the king. I had heard about the kindness of Phaerus, so I wasn't sure what to expect. We walked up the mossy cobblestone steps of the bridge, and I called to the others. Now, everyone, think about someone else. Thinking only about my colleague Siegfried, I crossed the bridge with no trouble. Thankfully, it did not give way, reminding me of the party's obedience to me, and more importantly, at this time, their will to live. After crossing, we came upon the massive castle of King Bertchelfarus, ruler of the country. All royals in this country keep the same last name, Farus. No one but royalty is allowed to use that name. I suppose it helps newcomers to not get mixed up. The castle loomed over us, blocking our view of the sun, which had been formerly bathing us in its rich, welcoming light. We walked up to the massive wooden castle wall door, which was just past the end of the bridge, and I pounded the door with my fist. I'm not surprised that Farus, meaning rock. Was the name given to the rulers as this castle was massive. At least every fifty feet, there was a large parapet threaded by a wall, complete with alures for guardsmen to walk on, and battlements. I could see a centre building for where the king lived, just peeping out from my view. The door had a circular aperture which creaked open. Who comes to the castle? A curious traveller and her companions who seek the deliverance of the fated princess. I'm Leah Dwivenay in Alessonia. If it pleases those who need to know, we have heard of you. Wait here. I gave a worrisome gaze to my crew. We were a band of hearty questers, yearning for adventure. Siegfried was my dearest friend, the most loyal person in the group. He is what I considered the second in command. As I mentioned before, he and I grew up in the same town of Dwivenay, in the small kingdom country of Alessonia, west of Faerus, and we both wanted the same thing: adventure. We were mischievous children, always getting into trouble. One time, we scared my neighbor's cow from five miles away into the middle of town. Luckily, the owner wasn't in town for market as he usually is, or he would have had our hides. Sig and I went from town to town as we reached the age of independence, steadily picking up more people who wanted the same lifestyle as us on our travels, the ability to wander freely and take things as they come, one day at a time. When we heard of the princess's predicament, we knew that we had to come. You are most welcome here. Please enter in. The great oaken door howled with age as it opened, and we cautiously walked into the walled castle courtyard. Daily life seemed to stop as we entered. Outside the castle, before we sought admittance, we could hear children playing and privy water being tossed from buildings. We could even hear the faint clang of metal, probably from swordmasters teaching squires, or maybe the local smith. 
It was obvious that most of the castle had heard about us. I could see all the gaunt faces staring at us in wonder and anticipation for a cure for the king's young daughter. The town sounds diminished as people stopped what they were doing to observe. We slowly proceeded to the two great doors of the keep. When we finally entered the keep, with the courtyard and the shocked villagers behind us, the vaulted ceilings greeted us solemnly as if they too knew of the pain of the kingdom. The rich tapestries on the walls seemed to emanate their somber air as well. Everyone in this place seemed to be so distressed. They were probably starving since the princess's appetite threw the kingdom into a land of famine. We were granted an audience with King Birchall, the gatekeeper told me. I decided to do my best to convince him that we could help Dashiell. I could only hope for the best. We have been told that I will see the king tomorrow morn. I wonder what he will say. I hope I can help. I hope that there will be food, because I am starving. Daily rations only last for so long. Leah is played by Sophie Navu. Gatekeeper is played by E.M. Sego. For other casts and credits, please visit www.ladyfromday.com. That's www.ladyfromday.com. Join us next time for the continuing story of Lady From Day.